Hello and welcome to Babelfish, the podcast for non-believers. Humanists, three thinkers and atheists tell me their life stories. They share their challenges and the work they do for humanism and human rights. You can support Babelfish by donating money through tenet.dk. You'll find the link in the podcast description. It's up to you how much money you want to donate. It's your choice and I'll be grateful for any donations. Thank you. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the podcast where I'm still in Botswana talking to Dean and maybe you can present yourself. Yes, uh, thank you for having us as BHS in Botswana. My name is Dean Gawa. I'm representing Botswana Humanist Society. Yeah. yeah. And you're not an organization as such yet. You're re- fairly new. No, we are a fairly new organization, yeah. not formally registered. Currently, maybe operating more as an ad hoc group. So, the, so when there's a, a project related to our, our mandate, mm. we can be able to get involved while still awaiting formal registration. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're a really young organization. We are a very young organization. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> In its infancy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our code is not even cut yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And how um, how did you become an atheist? Uh, I I would say I became an atheist on two different levels. Mm-hmm. I was mostly first an, a skeptic in the sense that I couldn't reconcile a lot of uh, strife, misfortune, death, and everything else that I see wrong with the world, mm. with the existence of a benevolent, omnipotent, yeah. mm. and an all-knowing God. Okay. So the two seemed like they were contradictory. Yeah. They can't exist within the same reality. Mm-hmm. If there is such a supernatural deity, I didn't see how it could be benevolent mm. in a world such as ours. Yeah, because there's so much suffering. Exactly, yeah. because there's so much suffering. You, some would say that maybe suffering is to to pay for sins you've done in the past or whatnot. But then you can also ask, what of infants mm. who are born with such genetic horrible diseases and suffer the yeah. most horrible birth and death? Yeah. So even with... Uh, such a rebirth, it still didn't make sense to me. Mm. But my skepticism, I like to tell people that it was without foundation. You know, I was an atheist, but I couldn't defend it. Okay, yeah. I found it hard to defend it. To the point that whenever I faced a serious personal challenge, I would default into religion because that's how okay. we are traditionally raised. And I even went to a Catholic school, even though... I was still a non-believer privately. Okay. So no. you are Catholic raised? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But when I grew up, grew of age, attained an age of reason, as I would say, I started, I started building a foundation for my atheism. Mm-hmm. Started uh, my curiosity. My atheism opened a whole new world. Yeah. And uh, fertilized my curiosity in the sense that if there is no God, Hmm. I still have to explain existence, you know. So I got, so I started reading more. Hmm. Most of the most of the books I was reading were not of the stuff I was doing at varsity. They were just things I was doing privately on my own to satisfy my curiosity. 
Okay. And to build a foundation for my atheism. So when did your skepticalism start? How how young were you? <laughs> very young, because I remember even when I was very very young. Yeah. When you were completely under the influence of your parents, mm. I was still very very reluctant to go to church. Yeah. I still I. Um, I think maybe I'm one of the few born atheists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because even at a very young age, I was, I just didn't feel at home mm. in that sort of community. Okay. I, I was very reluctant, but mm. I couldn't call myself an atheist because I couldn't reason. No. I couldn't reason it or no. defend it. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you couldn't argue well I enough. Could, yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So when did you start to read books? Uh... I could say I wasn't exposed to mass literature, especially atheistic literature, when I was still in high school, uh, because because of the conservative uh, society we live in. I, I wasn't exposed to any atheist that I knew. Oh. Uh, my world started opening up, especially in that context, when I went to University of Botswana. Yeah. Yes, that's when I met more skeptics, more agnostics, and more atheists. Mm-hmm. And then I started seeing more literature. Yeah. And got exposed to more science books, more atheistic literature from uh, Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, Sam yeah. Harris, yeah. you know, Daniel Dennett and the likes, mm-hmm. and Lawrence and Krauss and the like. And then yeah. that's when I think. My atheism took a foothold. Yeah. Yes, and I built a solid foundation for it. Mm. And then afterwards, first I was a closeted atheist, mm-hmm. and then the more I knew, the the more bold I became. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially maybe to be honest, after having one or two drinks, <laughs> <laughs> liquid courage. You yeah. find the courage to you know openly tell people. Yeah. The more you told people, the more they became comfortable yeah. around that idea. Some were more curious, some would shun you. Okay. But as it goes, uh, I so became you, more did you, outspoken. Did you lose friends? Yes, obviously. I lost yeah. a lot of friends. I lost family members. Yeah. Yeah, it presented a lot of challenges, but uh, okay. I was never going back. No. Because once you are presented with the truth, you, ca- you cannot live a lie anymore. Mm. I don't think yeah. it's... If you're going to live your life according to logic and reason, mm. you can't live a life. Yeah. Yeah. But you found new friends. Yes, I yeah. found new friends with the same outlook. Yeah. Along the way, I, might, I managed to actually convert some <laughs> <laughs> from religion to atheism. Yeah. yeah, and I actually managed to convert my sister also. She's now... She's also an atheist. Yeah. Yes. She's... Um, they're not happy with it at home. They know it does because of my influence. But yeah. She's, so, so she's it, coming bolder and bolder with okay. it. Okay, so it's your fault if you can say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your family thinks so. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Do you have more siblings than her? Yes, I have uh, five siblings. Ah, she's, the, okay. she's the only one yeah. who's an atheist. Oh, okay. The rest are not only religious but superstitious. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's the yeah so it's the also the traditional beliefs. It's tradition, but I also think it's uh it has something to do with education because me and my sister are the ones who went, went the furthest. Yeah. Education wise, so I think education helps to broaden one's perspective and open minds. Yeah, and you got access to yes, information exactly. at exactly. university. Yeah, exactly. and they don't have an education besides primary or secondary. 
Yeah, no, besides high school. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah. It's usually well-educated people that are atheists. Yeah, uh, which I don't think is a coincidence. No, in these countries, at least, the ones I've traveled in. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah they're in such conservative setups. Yeah. The, the academic elite mm-hmm. <laughs> are the most open-minded yeah. and free-thinking enough to accept such ideas. Mm. Yeah. Did, does the university have Dawkins books and uh, as part of the library, or is, was it on the internet? No, during my time they didn't have. And okay. I remember actually I was uh, volunteering at an NGO during my free time, a youth health organization. So I used to steal a lot of paper and print out artistic <laughs> <laughs> literature because it wasn't available in Chuvi, and I couldn't afford to buy the books. Yeah, the books were quite cost prohibitive. Yeah. Very expensive. Yeah. So you found it on the internet. So I found it on yeah. the internet and used the office's yeah. <laughs> equipment to print yeah. and read at home. Mm. Yeah. So how did you... You said you found other atheists at university. Yes. So you formed a group based on that? No, not really. We, we didn't form a group. I think uh, I've always been the one interested in formalizing it. Mm. Some would say, or I would say, would ask questions like, if you formalize it, aren't we can, aren't we can organize just like the religion that we are up against? Okay. So they're reluctant because they don't want to be similar to the religion. Yes, but yeah. even though there is a false equivalence, mm. whichever way you look at it. But I was the only one who's always been very interested in uh, making this more... Mm. More out of it because I think uh, I think the country can actually use a different kind of thinking mm. into our into into the pool of thought processes that have been in leadership. Because yeah, uh, yeah. We, we need uh, we need new ways of thinking of approaching the challenges that we have currently. Yeah, and instead of having more churches because we have churches mushrooming everywhere yeah a lot Which of churches a lot of churches, churches yeah. new churches almost yeah to the point that government has found it uh, quite pertinent to make it difficult for churches to register because they are mushrooming at an alarming rate and that that can only mean at least according to me a level of intellectual retardation mm. as a society yeah because that means there is a need for them. Yeah. That's why the supply is, yeah. is coming. Yeah. yeah. And they will be financed by people because they people will be pay directly. People. Yes. So a lot of money will go into the churches exactly. instead of something else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, we, we can't afford that as a country. We can't. We have a very, very narrow economy which is based primarily on not even refined resources. Mm. Our materials which are exported yeah. and brought back here as finished products for most of the time. So, so we don't produce it? We don't pro- our manufacturing sector is non-existent. Yeah. The only thing we have are diamonds, tourism and our tech space. Yeah. And they're not sustainable in the long run. No, that's Especially not much. Especially with a bludgeoning unemployment yeah. of the youth. So we need... And a growing population. Exactly. I guess it's also growing the, here. Exactly. Yeah. So we need new ideas, new thinking yeah. to challenge these age-old problems that we've always lived with. Yeah. So churches will not do that. Dogma, 
tradition yes. and superstition will not take us out, out of that hole. No. Can we only dig us deeper into the hole? Yeah. So I think such organizations can breathe a breath of fresh air yeah. into our intellectual pool mm. and but, knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But what challenges do you face as uh, atheists uh, here? Well, we're basically outcasts. Okay. We're outcasts. It's not mainstream. I think actually being being of, of a same-sex relationship, being gay, mm. is more mainstreamed than atheism. Oh, People will not be surprised yeah. at somebody being gay, but will be surprised at somebody saying they don't believe ah. there's a God. So you're stigmatized. Very, very, very. Yeah. very I mean... What Immediately you, when yeah. you say you're an atheist, mm. they will respond in a very, very stupid manner, sorry to judge, yeah. by saying you're a devil worshiper, but you can't be an atheist and believe in the devil. No, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No, it yeah. doesn't make sense. It's a misunderstanding. Yes. But I've, see, I've heard about this in all the countries I've visited, that yes. you are then considered a devil worshiper, which doesn't yes, make sense. Yes, they call us satanists. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Um, if I don't believe in Jesus, how can I believe in, in his nemesis? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Does it have an impact on your everyday life if you are an atheist, do you think? It does. It does because uh, even in personal relationships, you'd find that uh, personally I've never met a woman who's atheist. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And some would... You can get in a relationship with a religious woman. I usually tell them from the beginning, mm. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in. Yeah. I'm actually a militant atheist. Yeah. I'm not one of those background, <laughs> <laughs> quiet atheists no. who you'd be, who you'd forget that is an atheist. Yeah. Yes. I am loud. Mm. I'm avowed, and I'm bold about it, and yeah. I own it with pride. Yeah. So okay. if they like you, they would. They would claim that they can deal with it at the beginning, but <laughs> in the long run, <laughs> in the long run know, okay. they get yeah. judged by their friends or you yeah. scare them because really... Yeah, because then it. they're also stigmatized. Exactly. Yeah. Or it gets a bit serious and you have to meet the other siblings and... Parents. <laughs> and you come out and you're like, ah, yeah. not that devil worship. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So how do you think uh, it can change the public eye on uh, atheists? We need to mainstream it. Mainstream it, mm. I think, uh, we need to have such organizations formally register and engage, ferociously engage, very, very forcefully in the public place. Mm -hmm. Be a part of every intellectual debate out there. Yeah. And uh, mainstream it and make it uh, part of uh, everyday dialogue. Yeah. You know. Have people know that there are such people who live amongst us. Some would be curious to know why we'd ask more questions and mm. see our point of view. Yeah. yeah. Some would like, some might um, move up, move out of the way when they see us, but that's less traffic. Mm. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. But I think we just need to find uh, creative ways of mainstreaming it, so it becomes part of public discourse. Yeah, so you don't those run. you are not no longer those freaks yes, out there. Yes. Yeah. Existing on the margins of society. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So to do that I think I think part of the problem with uh NGOs and our locale is that uh, there's next to no funding. Even if you are 
tackling mainstream courses. Mm. Imagine if you come with humanistic, atheistic courses. Yeah. Nobody want to associate with the organization. Okay. You know, so even after registration, we are going to struggle to find sustainable funding to push our mm. projects and programs. Yes, we but at least yeah. we, that's a bridge that we can cross when we get to it. Yeah. We can at least in the short term focus on formal registry and seeking help from international bodies like yeah. IHEU. Yeah. 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 And maybe some others and maybe some, some yes. funding. Yes. Um, yeah. And how, how many, yeah. And I guess you will also depend on if any members have can, su- can, uh, can fund, can concept. contribute to some projects, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True that. Yeah. You can also try crowdfunding yeah. platforms. Mm. As other alternative ways of raising income. Yeah. Yeah. How many are you now in the informal group? Uh, I wouldn't know whether to count those who seem to have, uh, who seem to be indifferent nowadays or disinterested. But in our Facebook group, were about 250. Mm. But with our Facebook group, I can't. Yes, it's a BHS Facebook group, but mm. we don't exclude those who are not in Botswana. Okay. We, we approve every member request. Yeah. So some would not be associated with Botswana based or be Botswana, Botswana at all. Oh, okay. But they're just part of the group anyway. They're, they're just part of the yeah. group to, inter- to contribute to our intellectual body whenever we have issues okay. to discuss yeah. on the group. But those that I interact with on at least on a more frequent basis. Mm would be less than 10 currently. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's a really small group. It is a yeah. really small group. Yeah, and yeah. what would you like to to to, uh, to see? Uh, what, oh, sorry. Which project would you like to initiate when you are formalized? Oh, I would want to start by encouraging, encouraging reading from a very young age. Yeah. Sort of a... Initiating book clubs from primary school, mm. from primary school up until junior and senior, so that reading becomes a habit. Yeah. For most people, because without reading, I don't think even some of our mandates and objectives mm. can get fulfilled. Are the school system here religious? All our schools, yeah, most of them, even private schools, okay. are religious. Because I know with uh, public schools, they all pray in the morning at assembly and the assumption is <laughs> yeah. that everybody's christian <laughs> yeah yeah yes okay even because your constitution is secular yes yeah but the but the public institutions but are religious. Uh, but our secularity is not enforced by uh, by our parliament no we're supposed to be the gatekeepers of our constitution yeah they actually pray during parliament, parliament services also which is very ridiculous yeah I think I think in South Africa they they have a secular, one of the most secular and liberal constitutions in mm. Africa in the world, and uh, during the parliament sessions, instead of prayer, they just take a moment of silence, so everybody can pray to their God, be it Thor, okay. Jesus, whatever or, God. Yeah, yeah. If you are not, if you are an atheist, you just keep quiet and Facebook or browse Twitter if you want. Yeah, <laughs> or just or have a s- 
just have a quiet moment. Yes, That's exactly. <laughs> also a good for you. Moment. Exactly good for exactly. you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, laugh at them while they're playing. Yeah. Whatever. But what tickles your fancy? Yeah. So yeah. you would like to focus on the school system. Uh, to not not only, but we, we can do that while also mm. engaging one another on the public platform to. Uh, to mobilize against such things as that to support the secularity of our constitution mm. and the enforcement thereof. Yeah. Because I think it's their election of duty for parliament to uh, to trample all over our secular constitution like that. Mm. I think first of all we have to hold them to task. Yeah. To first realize that they need to enforce the constitution as is if they don't like it, mm. hold a referendum so it can be changed and we can officially become a Christian state. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, they shouldn't yes. just pretend that it's a Christian exactly. state. Then they should work for changing the constitution. Yes. Yeah. Much as one of our, uh, parliam- I, don't, I don't know if it was a parliamentary candidate, I think it was a parliamentarian, mm. uh, actually a youth, or very recently, I don't, I don't know if it was last year or year before that. We actually wanted to table a motion in Parliament that mm. it should just be a Christian state, our constitution should be amended mm. so that we become more a theocracy yeah. and become a Christian state. Because then you could have the discussion in public. Exactly. About whether or not you want to be like Iran or some exactly. of the other countries or stay exactly. secular. Yeah. But somehow even though our parliament tramples over the secularity of our constitution, mm. they rejected the motion outright. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Even though I really still up to now didn't get uh, the reason behind that. No. Maybe they don't want to discuss it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think they want to discuss it. And I think some economic base that some of our funders will not really mm. approve of such, such moves. Yeah. Though they deem very regressive. Yeah. Yeah. And what else do you want to to do as a project? Mm, the other project would be... Just to have a public, uh, a radio, a, a format on a radio, on radio or something where we mm. can, uh, discuss, discuss the role of religion mm. or like thereof or religion and to just to have a public forum. Yeah. A national public forum where we can, uh, have issues thrashed out, discussed regarding the role of, uh, be it religion or superstition and tradition mm. and this just the state of our society compared to that of uh, the countries we deem more progressive, the ones we try and model ourselves under because I think we are most a social democracy. We have a very extensive social welfare system mm. but uh, the nations that we try and model ourselves after are way more progressive in thinking than we are. Yeah. So you look towards Northern Europe? I, I think we look towards uh, Scandinavian countries, yeah. in a sense, in yeah. most of our outlook. But, uh, but we are, I think we are being held back by our adherence to superstition and mm. religion. Because the Scandinavian countries are really not that religious. Yes, yeah. they, they, they are not. But I think tra- trajectory development would be. Would 
would uh, show that at some point they were. Yeah, we were. Yes, back, but back in the days. Yes. But it changed your but over time. It changes time. because yeah. yes, because uh, you grew as a society, you developed your education system, mm. developed, evolved to keep up with the times. Yeah. And that's why you are where you are. Yeah. Because if you build up your brain trust, then that brain trust can contribute to reshaping your mm. economy. Yeah. So it can grow and deal with modern day problems. Yeah. So yeah. Do you think it will happen since there are so many you know you know the young generation are really big yes. and more and more get an education. Yeah. Do you think that will support a change? No, it can. It can if we can uh if after registering formally as an organization mm. we can try and f- form satellites, yeah. student groups in especially in university in universities around mm. Then yeah. they can lead the charge, especially the young ones, trying to influence others within their schools to at least hold a debate about such issues. Yeah. Because they are never discussed in public discourse. Okay. You know, yeah. you need to put them there, out there. Yeah. And know. younger young people are more exactly. inclined to discuss as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting any younger. They need to <laughs> <laughs> take the baton and yeah. uh, push such issues. Yeah. To the front of public discourse. Mm. Yes. Yeah, because it will also be the young generation that will face the issues that will come exactly. uh, going forward. Exactly. Anything, growing population, climate changes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and un- growing unemployment. Yeah. And the disconnect be- between what they're taught in school and what the economy, the jobs that the economy is producing and willing to absorb, mm. stuff like that. They're also supposed to contribute to such issues with yeah. fresh and new ideas and thinking. Yeah. Yeah, because the, when you have a growing population and more and more get an education, then the labor market has to exactly. grow as well. And yes. you need to find jobs for all these well-educated youngsters. Exactly. Because yeah. right now we have a mismatch between what we're producing, especially with our biggest university. I think it still has the... The, the humanist, hum, humanities intake is still larger than that of other faculties. Mm. I think that's still the case up to now. Okay. But we have an overflux of uh, graduates yeah. from the huma- from humanities, teachers who can find jobs, trained teachers mm. who are roaming the streets who are attending to tills at the supermarkets and stuff mm. with university degrees. They're basically so, over-educated. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. and we are qualified for the current jobs they yeah. yeah. hold. Yeah, yes. okay. Because you can't keep co- pouring money as you as the government is into education without the graduates then contributing mm. to society no. by reshaping our economy. Yeah. So yeah, it's can too expensive tw- just to, to deal with twenty first yeah. century problems. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you will start with the involving the young generation yes. in the debates. Yes. And that will also then show another aspect of atheists, right? Yes. That you are actually participating in trying to solve the future exactly. problems. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, also in car- it's uh, just the way I have a, the mindset. <laughs> the mindset. The mindset is the main problem that mm. we need to try and uh, try and shape and uh, help evolve yeah because uh, it's it's like we are not conducive to new information 
in this country. Okay. Just uh, the conservative nature of our upbringing and uh, the school system and our daily interactions is still very conservative. Right? Mm. So if we are not uh, conducive to re- reception of new ideas and whatnot, I don't think... Uh, so we don't change easily. There's not a lot that we change in, the, in this country. Yeah, okay. Because I think this country has stagnated for... <laughs> For as long as I can remember, mm. I mean, yeah. as long as I can remember, I've been dealing with parkas all my life. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anything has changed. For as long as I've been, I can remember, demo revenues have been the, mo- the main contributor to our GDP. Yeah. I, I haven't seen absolutely nothing change. No. In no. any sector, I don't, I don't think I've experienced any significant changes. Okay. Yes. Even technologically, the way we are trying to uh, integrate technology mm. into the public service, into our daily lives and whatnot, yeah. I think we're still way, way, way behind. Okay. To the point that I don't think, at this rate, I don't think we could ever, ever, ever catch up. Okay. It's like when somebody's <laughs> older than you, they're just older than you. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can grow faster than them, but you'll still be younger than them. Yeah. So at this stage, I don't think will ever catch up so it needs it needs to change it needs to start somewhere mm. and it can only start with a, with a mindset change yeah and evolution there of but don't you think that there may be access to internet and information will will support the change in the new generation the generations to come it can it can but right now if the education system is poor yeah and it's not cultivating such things as curiosity. Mm. The thing with uh, knowledge, curiosity plays an integral role according to me. You first need to be curious before you learn. But if you look at the world and you are not filled with wonder, Mm. like, wow, look at that. That's the moon. How did it get there? What role does it play in in our Mm. our ecology, in our cosmological ecology, Mm. ecosystem, let me say. Yeah, yeah, in our cosmological ecosystem. Yeah. And you just default to, you know, mm. God put it there. <laughs> you see something you can't explain, God put it there. Yeah. So the retardation of curiosity will always blend yeah. uh, sophistication of our intellectual uh, pursuit, mm. you know, and sophistication of our worldview. Yeah. Because you are not, you, curiosity is the, is the fear. Yeah. Is the fear behind knowledge acquisition? Yeah, that's how my that's how I built my the foundation for my atheism. Because mm. if I'm if I like to be curious yeah. about how the world came about, mm. about evolution and whatnot, and yeah. I started reading a lot. Mm. You know. Yeah, so you need to somehow find a way to get the kids curious. <coughs> curious. So yeah. <coughs> even in the utilization of the technology as they integrate it into their daily lives. Yeah. They can use it productively, yeah. not to just go into porn pages and stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and watch just as YouTube the normal videos. First exactly. <laughs> yeah. So with a uh, with a more receptive intellect, which is with a more curious mind, mm. I think they can even on their own yeah. use the inter- internet more productively. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's a that's a good priority yeah. if uh, if you can get that or change the society in that way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. interesting 
Okay, but thank you for your story and the interesting project ideas. And I <laughs> hope you will manage to <laughs> register as an organization so you can start yeah. building on some of the projects. Okay, thank you, Kirsten, and thank you to organization, the Danish Money Society, if I remember well, <laughs> for bringing you here. <laughs> thank Thanks you. a lot. Yeah. I'm producing this podcast at my own expense. This means I'll be forever grateful for any donations through turner.dk. If you want to be a sponsor of the podcast, please contact me. Thank you for listening. You'll also find Babelfish on Facebook. You can find me on my blog and on Instagram. Follow the links in the episode description. Until next time, be a happy human.